This week on Intrigued, Full Effect. Why would you take her from her family? Why would you take her from her comfort zone? Why would you hurt her, period? She's only three. What did she do to you to make you do this to her? The most beautiful, energetic little girl. Lovable little girl. Smart little girl. Please give Zayla back. Please give Zayla back. I'm Shandrea Thomas, and welcome to Episode 6. I sped up production on this bonus episode because of the urgency and the timeliness of the story and the case that I'm talking about. In this podcast, I talk about curious cases, disappearances, and other stuff. And today, I'm talking about my first curious case. It's about three-year-old Zayla Walker, who was kidnapped and has been missing from North Las Vegas, Nevada, since August of last year. I had an exclusive interview with her mother, Lakia, who spoke out for the first time publicly about the case. I also had a chat with Zayla's maternal grandmother. To get a full scope of the story, I reached out to the father's side of the family, his attorney, and police about the case. I even requested a jailhouse interview with the father. This is a complicated and wild story filled with arrest, a four-month-long road trip that stretched across the country, and at one point crossed over into Mexico. It actually took me a while to sort this all out, so let's get to it. This is what happened. It was Wednesday, August 15, 2018, in North Las Vegas. According to Lakia, three-year-old Zayla was spending the day with her father, Ricky Beasley, at his home. That's because Lakia was out that morning looking for a new job. Later that day, she came back and got into an argument with Ricky, who allegedly took Zayla inside of his home and wouldn't give her back. Lakia hasn't seen her daughter since. So your daughter has been missing since August. Tell me exactly what happened and how are you in the situation that you're in today? When was the last time you saw your daughter? The last time I seen Zayla was on August 15th when I dropped her off to Ricky that morning. I had job interviews that week because I had just got back from Dallas. So he would watch her for me while I went to the job interviews. I dropped her off like I did the day before. Um, I dropped her off with food, but I didn't bring enough food for her because I had a second interview in the afternoon. So we agreed that I'll bring um, some more food in between the interviews. And at the time when I came back um, after the first interview, he had uh, his other daughter, Harlan, and Zayla at the park. So I met him at the park. Me and him was talking while the girls played and uh, conversation just escalated. Me and him got into it. I tried to take Zayla. Um, he didn't uh, want me to take her. He threw the food that I had uh, made for. He threw that on me. He had ended up walking the girls back to his mom's house because it's like walking distance from his mom's house. So I had parked, I had drove around to the um, his mom's house and parked in front of his mom's house. And the last time I actually seen her was when he walked them inside. And then what happens at that point? You, you can't get into the house or what happened? He wanted me to leave her um, like we originally planned and I go to the interview. However, I just know uh, just because how the situation at the park went, I just wanted to get her and just go ahead and go home. I was over even going to the inter- the second interview at that point. So that whole day I sat, off, um, sat outside the front of his house. Lakia says she called 311, the non-emergency police number, to find out how she could get her daughter back. 
So when you say 311, is that the police department? Is that like 911 or what is that? It's like a, a information. It's like non-emergency. A non-emergency call. So at, at any point, did you call the police on the situation or, or why did you decide not to do that? I first called um, his brother's um, daughter, mom, the one that me and her are cool. And she's she's been through this situation with the brother before. So I had called her on the situation and she told me that the police wouldn't come out. So she told me to call the 311 number and they would tell me what I can do. So that's why I called the 311 number. After waiting outside of Ricky's home for a few hours, Lakia says he came outside, jumped into her car and took her to a park to have a conversation. He drove my car around to the park, uh, made him got into it again. He was telling me to get from in front of his house. Uh, I'm disturbing, um, disturbing the peace in front of his house or whatever. That Wednesday was the first time he took Zayla. First time he actually put his hands on me. Um, yeah, it was a, all that was the first time. After the argument, she went back and parked outside of Ricky's home and stayed in her car overnight until Thursday morning. But still, no sign of Zayla. So let me ask you this. Through, through all of this, and I'm sure people will ask this question, he's he's hitting you, he's, he's done all these things. Why did you not call the police at that point? Because when it comes to, when it comes to Ricky, he has to, it's like he, he has to be the alpha male. I don't know. Uh, I'm all, I don't, I don't really care for getting people in trouble. You know, I feel like it was a, um, even though, you know, with the altercations and all that, it was just, uh, I wanted to, to make it, I wanted to be peaceful with me getting her. I didn't want, I don't, I don't like all this drama. By Friday, Lakia says Ricky told her that Zayla was in California with his relatives. He was saying that since my mom had had her that month before, that he was going to keep her the same amount of time that my mom had her. Your understanding is that he's telling you Zayla's in California with relatives. That's your understanding. But yet he's still in North Las Vegas working in the city and state that you're in, in Nevada. And yet he's giving you indications that your daughter is in California with some other relatives. Me and Zayla's met the grandma. We used to see her almost um, every morning when we'd drop Ricky off at work. And um, what is it? Pick him up in the afternoon and everything. And she had been telling me also she wanted to spend time with Zayla and stuff. So that's why my first assumption was her. On August 22nd, exactly seven days after Ricky allegedly took Zayla, Lakia was on the road with him to California. So I had to ask, why did she decide to go? And she says she thought she was going to pick up Zayla and that they were rekindling their rocky relationship. So basically, you last saw your daughter on August the 15th. Within mm-hmm. that next week, you've kind of reconciled with, with Ricky. Yeah. It sounds like it was, it's a very, very volatile back and forth relationship. Yeah. So within that week's time frame, you've decided that you and Ricky are getting along now and, and you're going to take this road trip with him to California to where Zayla is supposed to be. Mhm. Okay, so what happens in in on this road trip? Uh the first part of the road trip, it was a lot of back and forth arguing um just because of like the history and everything. We initially started off with California cuz he said that she was in California. It was just some driving around, driving around, driving around. But they never made it to Zayla's supposed location. Instead, they made a cross-country detour. According to Lakia, by August 23rd, Ricky said he wanted to go to New Jersey to take care of some warrants. Meanwhile, Lakia's mother, Carla Richardson, says she reported her daughter missing because she couldn't reach her. By August 25th, Carla was able to track Lakia's iPhone and found it at a nearby park. 
she also found Lakia's car and IDs. At the time, Carla had no idea that her child had gone on a road trip with Ricky, but the discovery of the car and lack of communication caused her to file a missing persons report for Ricky, Lakia, and Zayla. I got into her cell phone, and in her cell phone, there was proof that um, Ricky and Kia had been arguing all for a week, but um, and showing that Ricky wouldn't give Zayla back to Kia, and Kia was pleading for Ricky to give her Zayla. And it, it sounds like um, from reading her text, it came apart. She said, okay, I will do whatever you want me to do. Just give me my baby back. Carla also went to Ricky's family for information. We went over to the mother's house. Went over to the mother's house to see, was she over there? Has she seen Kia and Zayla? That's when the mother told me that Ricky was missing also. That he had left from work, going supposed to have been going to work, and he had Zayla with him. He was supposed to have been giving Kia, Zayla to Kia, and he was going on to work. She did tell me mean that um, Ricky and Kia had been into it and she was telling Ricky to give Zayla back to Kia. All right. (laughs) I hope you're still with me. Now let's get back to this road trip. Lakia says they both used their savings to pay for the trip. They slept at rest stops and they bought clothes at Walmart. And at one point they stayed at a hotel in Chicago. I'm sure people are asking you are wondering this question. Did you go willingly? Were you afraid? Why did you take this road trip with him? Were you just just in love with him and you just felt like you needed to do that? You know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of, of wonder as to how you, in your mind, how you were processing this whole trip all the way from California to New Jersey. <laughs> At first it was me getting on the road to get Zayla. Um, I didn't care about Nothing. I just was my whole mindset was getting on the road to get Zayla. When that plan had changed and he wanted to do New Jersey thing, my whole mindset with that was, okay, let me just go ahead um, and do this. Get him New Jersey. I get back to Vegas. I get Zayla and then I'm cool. My whole mindset on this whole road trip was just me getting Zayla back, working with him to get her back. I do. I have strong feelings for him and everything like that. I don't I don't think of him as a bad person. I feel like as of right now, his actions are bad. Uh, it's just, it's no way explaining what he's doing right now. Cause it's, it's real simple. You just have to tell where Zayla is and you get out of jail, but you'd rather sit in jail instead of tell her where she's at. And then you have people thinking that you're protecting me, but I know for a fact you're not protecting me. So it's like, who are you protecting and what's going on? Those are my questions I have right now. Cause it's like from the whole time we was together, I I never got I never got any type of um, feeling or anything to say that you know Zayla was at harm, that she was somewhere that she was supposed to be. He just he really made me comfortable with where Zayla was at. But and and yet in all this time period, you never got a phone call. If did you ever you know ask, hey, can I talk yeah, to her on the I, phone? I was asked, I um I asked so many times. I would ask them, you know, could they send a picture? Can I talk to her? I would every you could say every day I was either um for the first part of the road trip, I was asking for um picture at least pictures of Zayla to at least talk to her. I wanted to um call my mom 
Um, but he was he was real stingy with his phone. I'll ask him about the pictures or did they send you the pictures yet? He was like, oh, no, nobody sent me a picture, but she's good. She's playing with the kids right now. We don't want to distract her because um, when Zayla sees me, she don't want to be bothered with nobody else. That's fact. She don't she don't want to be bothered with anybody. She don't want to deal with nobody. It's like her mom is here and that's all that matters. By September 14th, they were back in Vegas. Okay, so so from what I'm understanding now, from basically with the timeline that you that you're giving me, on September from the 23rd of August through the 14th of September, you're on the road with Ricky. Mm-hmm. You're heading from mm-hmm. California towards New Jersey. So when you get to the 14th of September, where are you? Do you ever oh, make I'm it to New at, Jersey? What no, next? no, I'm back in Vegas on the 14th. Um, that's when he actually told me about the whole missing person thing. My mom, she reported us missing. He was saying that um, that she had said that I was kidnapped, that he, he kidnapped Zayla and everything like that. We went from California to up through, I want to say, Utah. We went all the way over as far as Ohio, and then we went down. So the last city before Vegas uh, was New, no, Arizona. By the end of September, the couple took yet another road trip back to California, then Mexico and Houston. And according to Lakia, they had contact with law enforcement multiple times, once in Mexico in late September. Now, this is after they were reported missing. Then a second time while driving through Arizona and a third time around November 17th in Houston. That's because the car they were driving was reported stolen. During their time in Houston, they worked day jobs and lived in a motel for about two months. Um, I agreed to, you know, doing the family thing with him. Like I stopped. Stop being resistant with that. Um, so it was like, okay, you want to do family thing? Let's do that. Um, he was, um, he wanted stability for Zayla. He wanted to make sure that we had a place that we can, you know, uh, take her to where she can have some stability, grow and everything like that. Me and him work together. At what point do you leave Houston and things start to escalate from there? Okay, so the police had pulled us over when we were pulling into the motel. They said that he said that he couldn't see the um, the license plate. He said that the license plate was covered. I'm guessing the the, the light that's supposed to shine on the license plate was out. Mm. I don't know, mm-hmm. but he said he couldn't see the license plate. So he pulled us over. Um, the officer was like, um, "This car was supported stolen." He was like, "Whose car is this?" Because like it's my mom's car. He's like, "Your mom? No, you got this car." He's like, "Yeah." The couple eventually saved some money, left Texas, and headed home. They got back to Las Vegas on November 30th, and that's when the fourth and final contact with police happened. On December 1st, Ricky was arrested for kidnapping Zayla, along with child abuse and neglect. How do you feel about Ricky now? I don't know. Throughout the whole trip, Lakia says she didn't have her daughter and still thought that Zayla was visiting Ricky's family. She also said that her love for Ricky blinded her judgment. I want to understand this relationship you have or had with Ricky. It sounds like it was toxic, abusive at times, according to reports that I've seen, too. I just want to know where was your mind at in thinking that you were okay in that situation? Or did you feel like you were so in love with this man that you just kind of went along for the ride and hope that everything would work out. I'm just, I want to get wrap my head around where your head was at that time. 
I just, uh, besides, besides that, the, the times or the, um, the whole physical altercation, like the whole time on the road trip, Ricky was not mean. He was like extra nice. He wanted to hold hands. He wanted to open doors and stuff like that. Always make sure I eat and all that stuff, whatever. He was real like genuine, like the whole time of this, this uh, whole road trip. Only thing I can say that for sure he was doing was lying and being very manipulative, but I didn't know that he was lying or being manipulative until I got back to Vegas. The whole road trip, I didn't, I I took it as maybe he, you know, he do want to, you know, actually, uh, what is it, build a family with us and stuff like that. That's, that's where his head is. That's where he, that's what he's actually doing. Like, you know, he's, he's doing it. He's, um, he's trying to show it. So that's what I, I thought the dude was really genuine in, in what he was doing. So you get back to Nevada. Ricky gets arrested. You don't get arrested, but Ricky does. Yeah. Okay. So at that point, what happens? Are you worried if your daughter is alive? Are you under, Are you scared for her safety? Do you have any clue about who truly has her? No. What, what is going on until, in your mind when it comes to Zayla? Um, I didn't start worrying, like worrying, worrying until he got arrested because he got the kidnapping charges is because he wasn't only thing he had to do was make sure that the person that he was emailing, um, gave me Zayla. That's all he had to make sure like with that situation. And he wouldn't do that. At this point, from what you understand, any clue about who may have your daughter, about what's happening with her, about where she may be. Do you have any indication whatsoever about any of that right now? Not right now. I asked Carla how she felt about the road trips. There was a lot of things going on in my, through my mind. I knew that Ricky was manipulating Kia. When Kia wasn't calling me at all and that I was on social media, and it was on her page on social media. So I knew therefore that he wasn't allowing her even to go on social media. Because if she she's very private. If she would have seen all that stuff on social media, she would have called me and said, Mom, really? What are you doing? She doesn't show her emotions like that, but I know that she's hurting. She doesn't eat, really. I have to keep asking her, hey, you want this? Hey, you want this? Hey, you want this? Hey, you want me to cook this? Trying to get her to eat so that she can eat and she could drink. And in that room, she stays in her room. I go in there. She's reading her word. The television don't always be on. I know she's hurting. I can tell that she's hurting. And I had the same question for Lakia. Let me ask you this. When you, you know, time has gone by, you're looking at, you know, there's all these court dates and things coming up uh, for Ricky. When you stop and you take a step back and you examine and really look at everything that took place, this is wild stuff. What do you think about everything that's happened? Like, really, when you stop and think about it, what goes through your mind when you reevaluate the whole situation? Do you feel like he was manipulating you and more controlling you? (laughs) To the fullest, like to the fullest. He he made sure that he he made sure that the people he was telling me Zayla was with was the people that I'm comfortable and that I know that she that that she's comfortable around herself. 
he made sure that, um, what is it? I stayed mad at my mom. So I wouldn't reach out to my mama at all. He made sure these, these things right here. So I wouldn't actually get any real information from anybody or any type of information from anybody, but him, he made sure that the whole time I'm just thinking, you know, um, I work with him, I get Zayla back and I can go about my business. That's what, that's my, was my whole mindset. From your perspective as Zayla's mom, I mean, how are you feeling now? Your daughter, you haven't seen her in a long time or yeah. spoken to her. So where is your heart right now? How are you feeling about everything that you've you know, experienced recently? I feel less than because it's like it's different when you think she's with people that you know. Um, and then to turn out that you have no idea where she's at at all. Like that doesn't, I don't feel like that'd feel good to any parent. I, I try not to with ill feelings, but it's like, I have, I have, I've, I feel like each day that I go without saying, um, Zay, I just, hatred just keeps coming in my heart towards Ricky. Cause it's like, why? I literally have not did anything to you at all been doing whatever he say but why do you think that it's okay to actually take her from me keep her from me all right so check this out i wanted to get both sides of this story and trust me i tried i asked ricky for a jailhouse interview he declined i tried to reach his family on social media and his attorney and there was no response whatsoever So with that, I reached out to Eric Levitt, the spokesperson for the North Las Vegas Police Department, with a lot of questions, and I got plenty of answers. He basically broke it down like this. They do believe with 100% certainty that Lakia is being truthful, and he said that she was fully cooperative with investigators. I went ahead and did the interviews with the detectives. I I did the polygraph test. Um, and I cleared up everything that um, was said about me during the time that I was gone and not speaking. Um, I cleared all that up with the detectives at that okay. time. Okay. And so, so just to be clear, so you did take polygraph exams. Uh, were there, was there just one polygraph or were there multiple polygraphs done on you? No, it was just one. It was one done with the FBI in Vegas. He also says that the father didn't say much, but the information that he did give to investigators was false. They believe that Zayla could be with one of Ricky's associates, and so far, there are no signs of foul play. They're still hopeful that she's alive. Another interesting thing is that police told me that at least four detectives working the case have interviewed family members on both sides and believe those family members have no idea of where Zayla is or who has her. Police also say when it comes to those who may have Zayla, it's best to get the child back as soon as possible to prevent charges from being filed. And if Zayla is not found soon, Ricky could face more charges of his own down the line. I do think that Zayla is alive and she's safe and she's healthy. But where he placed her to is the concern. Where where is she? Why is nobody saying anything? Why are they they not coming forward and saying anything? So I really think and I want to believe to think that he has given her to somebody and that there and it's more than him that's included in this. And that's the reason why he's not saying anything, because 
it's just not him. Somebody else is involved in this, and Ricky doesn't want to tell who is involved in this, so he's not telling. I received a ton of pictures and videos of Zayla from her family, and you can tell that she's got a lot of energy and spunk. Say cheese. Say hi, mommy. Hi, mommy. I love you. I love you. I miss you. I miss you. My baby is awesome. She's so smart. She likes to read. She uh, she likes to talk. She likes to hog the TV. She loves her cartoons. Um, she likes to draw. Uh, we did um, homeschooling. Uh, she's potty trained. I had a potty trained by the time she uh, turned two. She likes to talk. She uh, she likes to dance. She She's just a, a happy, little joyful, little just blessing all in itself, like just hugging her. I used to just lay my head on her lap and she'll rub my head. <laughs> I do that to her. She She's just, oh. Uh, and she, she doesn't play about her mama, that's for sure. So let's say hypothetically that um, the people who may have Zayla are listening to this podcast. What would be your message to those people? Um, my message to them would just be, uh, what is it, if they can just go ahead and drop her off to me, contact me. Um, what is it, I'm literally not trying to get anybody in trouble Ricky has to, um, I'm pretty sure that he doesn't want to get them in trouble. So if they can just reach out to me personally so I can get Zayla and clear up this situation, he can get out of jail. He can go on by his business and do whatever he wants to do. Nobody has to get in trouble. But if they can just reach out to me so I can get Zayla, then I'll love them for a lifetime. And what about Ricky? Because it looks like you haven't been able to have any contact with him. I mean, I'm guessing that he won't be able to hear the podcast or who knows, maybe he can. But um, what would you say to Ricky at this point? Man, I would say Ricky Beasley just is it's no reason for you to be sitting up in jail. First of all, you're telling all these lies to your family. You have people thinking that you protected me from something. And we know that's not for a fact. You have people making all these assumptions on uh, what is it um, about Zayla and all this stuff? It just is not right. Like uh, his lo- like the, the logic behind it. None of it is right at all. Like none of this justifies like your actions at all. So I would I would really think that the smart thing for you to do is to make the arrangements, call whoever has her, make the arrangements for them to drop her back off to me and you you figure out that legal stuff on your own, because I feel like he, you'd have had opportunities to actually get out of this legal stuff. So you wouldn't be sitting around all on social media, the, um, news and stuff looking like a monster. You, this opportunity, and then, and then your family, they, they, at first they were, ba- they were bashing both of us. And then when he got arrested, they, they just want to bash me. And that was, um, they want justice for, for Ricky. I feel like he, um, while he was manipulating me, he made sure that his family was manipulating my mama. And none of this stuff is right at all. So I feel like the best thing for uh, Ricky to do is to make arrangements with whoever has her to drop her off. So the mm-hmm. fact that people feel like that, even there's a whole bunch of people that don't know me. So don't don't know the, people don't know like how hard I go for my daughter. So no, I would never harm my daughter or allow anybody else to. Do you have a message for Zayla? Yes, baby. Don't worry. I'm coming to get you wherever you are. I am coming to get you. 
And uh, don't worry, we will be back with each other. That's for sure. I don't care how the situation, how people are looking at the situation. I have faith in God and I trust in God to know that I will get my daughter back. I just want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me because I know this is uh, the first, you know, media interview that you've done about your daughter and the case and everything like that. And uh, I just want to say I appreciate your time and um, hopefully, you know, soon you can have Zayla back. And I hope that someone who hears this podcast will, you know, loosen up their grip and just really come forward with information. So, you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. And hopefully, you know, when people hear the story and they see Zayla's pictures and how cute and adorable she is, they will share it. And that whoever has her will, you know, step forward and just let her be back where she needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, because I know for a fact that's that's one thing that I that do. Um, what is it worries me the most? Because I know she misses me. I know she uh, she misses you know everybody she's used to. So I know that she she's asking questions. You know, like where where's my mama? Where's my nana? Where's my papa? You know. When it comes to my final thoughts about this case, I had to admit that it was confusing and my head was spinning from the start. And realistically, this is one of those cases where fact is stranger than fiction. I'm sure like a lot of other people, I had questions about who, what, when, where, and why. And it was interesting to get an understanding of the relationship between Zayla's parents. I have to wonder, why did Ricky refuse to give Zayla back that day? And why did the couple take the road trip to begin with? And why won't Ricky talk to police now? Another interesting thing is that Lakia said that Ricky had some emotional breakdowns along the way, but she wasn't sure of exactly why. The family is clearly torn up over the whole situation. But one thing is for sure, they do believe that Zayla is alive. Another thing to note is that police said that parents dealing with custody issues should always have their paperwork on hand. That can help the process if police are called in the future. Just a side note on that. As for Ricky's next court date, that is set for March the 5th. He's being held at the Clark County Detention Center on a $500,000 bond. He's facing felony kidnapping, child abuse, and neglect charges. The hearing was postponed to March because attorneys got new evidence and interviews in the case, and I'm wondering exactly what that might be. I'm hoping that Zayla is okay and that she will make her way back home and that whoever has her will hear this podcast step forward and do the right thing. I want to thank everyone who responded to me about this case. And for listeners out there, I'll give you updates as soon as I get them. If you have any cases or disappearances that you want me to check out, just message me on the Intrigued Full Effect website or via email at intriguedfulleffect at hotmail.com. Until next time, be safe and stay true. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Intrigued Full Effect, Curious Cases, Disappearances, and Other Stuff podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the host. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The host of this podcast assumes no liability or responsibility for any activities in connections with opinions shared in the podcast. The podcast and blog associated with it shall not be used in any legal capacity or as a basis for expert testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or blog. This podcast uses copyrighted materials that were fully authorized by the owner. Music by Pond5.